0: Welcome to the Live Big Podcast featuring Dr. Derek Greer, where we teach principles from God's Word that will empower you to live big. For more information, visit DerekGreer.com. Here's Dr. Greer. I've had ironing boards in my house since I was a kid. And I never felt or, or, or watched or saw my iron start feeling that he was less than a machine because he needed to be plugged in. I never saw an iron complaining, why is it I need electricity to work? (laughs) An iron recognizes that in order to be successful, it has to be plugged in. It's only human beings that forget the fact. In order for us to be successful, we got to get plugged in. So every day God's teaching us, hey, guys, you're creatures. You're not God. You're not God. You're not God. You're a creature. You're a creature. Eat, get thirsty, hungry, creature, creature, creature. Just like our body needs food and things of this earth to survive, likewise, the immaterial and spiritual part that God has placed in us needs God to survive. And until Our insides plug into God. We will never function. We will never fulfill our purpose. Here's the deal. Iron will help a little bit, even if it's hot. And you can, I've I've ironed shirts and stuff, power was out, and and it helped just a little bit. Almost got a hole in the shirt, but it helped a little bit. But it was amazing when I plugged that thing in, how that thing began to work. And in your life right now, you're getting some things done. There's some level, but it's hard work. It's taking everything in you. But let me tell you, when you plug that doggone thing in to your source, it begins to work in a new, fresh way. He said, for though I might desire to boast, I'll not be a fool, for I speak the truth. Basically, he was saying, listen, if I wanted to, to brag about things, you know, like my critics, or unlike my critics better, I wouldn't have to exaggerate because Paul had some real things that happened in his life. But he said, listen, I don't go there. I, I, I refrain, lest anyone should think of me above, watch this, what he sees of me or what he hears from me. You see, my spirituality is not based on my mysterious experiences, but on how much I can become and live like Jesus. In verse 7 is where we see a little bit of a pivot, and this is the place we're going to focus. Are you still with me? He says, and he starts telling his personal narrative, lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given me. Now, traditionally, we say that that what, what what this is about is God allowed this thorn to humble Paul. I do think there's some truth in that. But I also believe something else was going on because God has the capacity to do more than one thing at, at one time. Now, theories abound about what this thorn was. Some people say that he had an eye problem, but my Bible says that after he was knocked off the horse and, and, and he could no longer see, Ananias laid his hands on him and healed his eyes. Others say that Paul's wife did not convert. He was a Pharisee, and Pharisees, uh, by definition, had to be married. And uh, so either his, his, his wife died or when he became a Christian, she left him. So, uh, you know, and by the way, you know, j- just because you're a godly man doesn't mean everything's always going to be right, or woman, right in your marriage. Paul was a genuine apostle, but he may have had some problems at home. I, I don't know exactly what, what the deals were. Other people say that Paul means small, so they say that he was a midget. Other people say he was a hunchback, and the list goes on and on about the things people speculated and, and said about the apostle Paul. But It's interesting. We got to allow the Bible to be its own commentary. That's the best way to read this book. When Numbers 33 and uh, 55, Joshua 23 and 13, Judges 2 and 3, when it uses this term, all three of of those portions of Scripture say the same thing. Let's go there just to one, and we're going to get back to uh, 1 Corinthians 12, 7. Numbers 33 and 55. God is speaking to Moses, and he's saying, listen, guys, if you don't drive out the inhabitants of the land before you, speaking of the Hittites, the Visorites, and all the Ites, and the the Amalekites, all that, then it shall be that those whom you let remain shall what? Be irritants in your eyes. Did he really mean that uh, they were not going to see well out of their eyes? No. Uh, when, 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 when something's in your eye, it impacts everything about you, and, and, and you can't uh, ignore anything else except that irritant. You want to get the issue resolved. He said, listen, if you don't deal with the adversaries that are in the land, they are going to be a constant irritation in your eyes. And watch this. And thorns in, thorns in your side or thorns in your what? Flesh. This was simply another way of saying a pain in your neck. Or if you want to put it more urbanely, a pain in your backside. They say, listen, if you don't run these guys out, it's going to cause you some problems. And watch, watch what it, it continues. And they shall harass you in the land where you what? Dwell. So we see here from the book that this thorn represented harassment by enemies. And then when you look at the Bible, it's interesting, just the prior chapter, chapter 11, uh, 23 through 29, there's a whole litany of of the things that, Paul was constantly hounded by and harassed by. He said, you know what? Unlike the other apostles, I worked much harder than them. You know, God, God, God did some great things to them. But when it came to me, if they had to put in two hours, I had to put in four hours. I went to prison more often. I was beaten with whips more often. I was beaten with rods. I was shipwrecked. I was left for dead. I was constantly in danger. I was, I was under threat. I was, I was hungry. Sometimes I was cold, and, and I was constantly harassed people. Now let's get back to 1 Corinthians 12 and 7. And Paul says, lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of revelation. He's saying, guys, you think you saw some things. And because of what you see, you think that makes you a super saint. And what I want to tell you is if you really see some stuff from God, it's going to cause some problems. He said, when I got that revelation." A thorn in the flesh was given me. Watch this. A messenger of who? Satan. How do we get this mixed up? Not a messenger from God, but a messenger from who? Satan. As soon as Paul got the revelation, I don't know if it's because his face was shiny. I have no clue. But I don't know how the devil knows some things that he knows. But but as soon as he got the revelation. Satan did everything in his power to make Paul's life as difficult and as hard as he could so that he'd rue the day God gave him a vision. So don't be surprised that if God gives you a vision, you might have to go through hell for just a little while.
1: A life of influence isn't achieved overnight. It is built through the consistent application of wisdom and hard work. Dr. Derek Greer's brand new book, 120 Minutes to Live Big, provides you with 120 bite-sized nuggets of insight on practical topics such as marriage and finances, as well as wisdom for personal growth and leadership development. It will ask you penetrating questions to help you reflect and apply what you've learned. It's our prayer that this gift leaves you with a burning desire to be better and become everything God wants you to be. So, if you want to live a life that overflows and blesses others, this gift is for you. Claim your free book and get free 30-day access to Dr. Greer's Growth Lab. Simply visit dgmfree.com.
0: You are listening to the Live Big Broadcast with Dr. Derek Greer. Find out more about Dr. Greer, Grace Church, and today's teaching at gracechurchva.org. Let's get back to today's teaching. He called this thing a messenger, not a God, but of Satan. Immediately, a powerful demon was assigned to the apostle. How many of you know the devil still uses the same playbook? Yeah, he's the same devil with the same humanity. Just different faces, different periods, but the same stuff. It's like, it worked then. And he's, he's smart. It's like, shoot, it worked then. I'm going to keep using it because it's going to work now. And, and, and we keep not learning sometimes from these men and women. You see, the devil wants to make our lives so hard and painful that when God speaks to us, instead of drawing near, we run. Because we know the challenges we're gonna face. So, say he's no dummy. I, how many of y'all in the pain? I know I'm not. I heard some movies are stuff where people do pain. I'm not in the pain. Okay, don't hurt me. I don't think that's sexy. Don't 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 do that to me. Don't do that to me. Don't do that to me. Don't do that. <laughs> y'all bringing the wrong stuff out of this to me today. <laughs> so. You know, if every time God speaks to me and reveals something to me, I know that the shoe's going to drop somewhere in my life. After a while, you become a little reticent. And what he was saying, all you guys bragging about your spirituality, if it was really God behind those things, you wouldn't be so boastful. Because you'd recognize the price that came with vision. So he said, a messenger of Satan, which is a hostile angel, sent exclusively, watch this, to buffet me. One comment, commenter said that, that this term, Buffett, speaks of getting hit on the side of the head, blow after blow. And what was happening with Paul is the moment he made some progress, he'd go into a city, make some progress, and some folks would, would, would come to the Lord. And then out of nowhere, something would come up and whack him right on the side of the head, knocking him back. And, you, know, you know, he'll move forward for God, but then, you know, 10 steps, then get knocked back eight steps. And then in his mind, he's calculating, was that worth those two steps? And it's kept happening. I'm on I'm like, 10 steps for you, Lord, then I'm knocked back eight. And then, then Lord, you know, I'm I'm, 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 I'm trying to, to do what you're saying. I get knocked in my head. And, and you know, I'm off balance again. And, and I'm trying to, so, you know, recover myself again. And this was Paul's reality. He said, A messenger of Satan was was sent to box with me lest I be exalted above measure. There's a lot to be said there, but I'm not going to say it all. But the bottom line is Satan wanted to keep Paul's frustration level at 10 to make sure nobody wanted to be like Paul. You see, Paul was special. You see... When most people say, when I get to heaven, I want to meet so-and-so. You know, we'll say things like, I want to meet Peter. I'd like to meet Adam. I'd really want to know what was going on. What was he thinking? (laughs) really?" You know, I want to meet David. I I want to meet Sarah. I I want to meet Abraham. I want to meet all those people. But, But very few people, their first choice would be Paul. Most people didn't want to be like Paul. You see, the reason why Paul was so important is because, you see, the the, the 12 apostles, they walked with Jesus. I mean, yeah, they they betrayed him in the end, but but Jesus appeared to them and and the rest, except for Judas. You know, these were guys that, that literally walked with Jesus. I can't really identify with people that walk with Jesus. I have not physically walked with Jesus. So if you tell me, well, I'm doing miracles because I walked with Jesus, I'm like, okay, of course, you walked with Jesus. If you tell me that, you know, God changed your life, of course, you literally ate food and, and, and had conversation with Jesus. But Paul, on the other hand, was a very different man. The Bible hints that he actually knew Jesus while he was in ministry, and Paul hated Jesus. In fact, when the church was started, Paul began to kill, murder Christians. He put them in jail. He tortured them. Women, men, and children. He didn't walk with Jesus. Matter of fact, the Bible, when he speaks of who he was, he says, I was the worst of sinners. See, y'all, ain't, y'all see, Paul was a Pharisee. See, you think the worst of sinner. Sinners is, is, is walking down the street with his skirt left there. That's what, no, no. On, wow. The worst of sinners is the self-righteous. Yeah. Wow. The worst of sinners, is those who know better don't do better. I'm going to talk to this side of the room. Yeah. The worst of sinners are those who have heard the kindness of God but reject it. So, the truth is, if I could identify with anybody, it ought to be Paul. Because I too, at some point, hated them Christians. They, they're always trying to tell people what to do, how to live. and Can't stay in them. They judge men. I ain't never going down no church. They're stupid. And the reason why Paul was so special was that you and I could see an example of somebody who didn't have the benefit of physically eating and drinking, watching the miracles, but someone who came out of left field, out of nowhere. Somebody came up out of the pit. Paul was demon possessed, believe me, before he came to Jesus. Everybody talk about Mary Magdalene and all that five devils. I'm telling you, Paul, Saul had 500 devils inside him. They'd be killing Christians, babies, women, children, separating families. And I mean, It's one thing not to like a group, but to murder them. What verse am I on? Eight. Okay, y'all sidetrack me, but I'm almost there. But are you learning anything? Is it okay that we just dig it in just a little bit, dig it in? He said, this is important. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times. Didn't just say I prayed. Plead means I begged the Lord three times that this invisible thing that keeps showing up in people's faces, that keeps showing up in my circumstance, this thing. Anyway, got the, the thing. It just keeps showing up. I mean, I mean, the players change, but it's the same thing. I mean, you got the same problem. You go to a different job, it's the same problem. You, you, then you, you go to a different marriage, it's the same, stay in your marriage. But it's the same, it's the same, same thing. He said, I sought the Lord. I begged him three times. Lord, I pray this thing. Make this thing depart from me. You see, the only thing Paul could do at that point, he had no power in himself to overcome this thing that was in his life. The only thing he could do was pray. And what the Bible is saying is that he broke down. This is a strong man. He broke down literally on three occasions, crying out, God, deliver me from this thing. How many of you have some things in your life? That keeps showing up. You don't know, Lord, I, I, I prayed I fast, I done Some things that just keep showing up. And every time he cried out to the Lord, the devil just showed up and harassed him with a, a new face. You know, last time it was the magistrate. This time it's the, the lady that lives next to the jailhouse. You know, it's the same thing. But, but what I want you to do in, in these last couple moments is watch God's response to Paul. He said, listen, guys, y'all bragging and boasting, uh, real visions. Let me tell you something. You got to deal with some real challenges. And then he said, you know what? Here's why I'm not boasting. Here's what the Lord said to me. He said, my grace is sufficient for you. He was saying, Jesus was saying, Paul, I've given you what it takes to get through this. And, And listen, guys. I don't like this any more than you do. But sometimes God does not cancel the fight. Instead, he just gives you what it takes to win. You remember Jesus? Father, if you be willing, can you take this cup? Oh, I don't want to have to do that. But what did the father say? He said, son, I'm not going to cancel that fight. You got what it takes, though, to win. And there are lots of challenges, lots of battles and fights. I just wish God would use his power to cancel. But God knows what he placed in me. And he knows what he placed in you. He didn't say my grace is insufficient. He said, no, baby, I I put in you adequate resources to deal with any demon, any circumstance that might come against you. He was saying, Paul, don't stop because you're tired. Stop when you're done. He said, my grace is enough, Paul. What I put in you is enough, Paul. For my strength, not yours, my strength is made perfect in your creatureliness, in your weakness. Paul, your weakness may be a surprise to you, but it's not a surprise to me. I remember that I got you. I dug you out of dirt. All of us. I know you're sophisticated. You done put some cologne on it and dressed it up. But when push come to shove from the earth, you come into the earth, you going back. Yeah. And Paul, though, this guy is a giant. He said, therefore, most gladly, y'all want to boast about all that. But let me tell you what I'm gonna boast about. I'll rather boast in my creatureliness, my infirmities. The fact that I can't iron a shirt the way a shirt should be ironed if I ain't plugged in. I embrace the fact that I need God. I don't just want him. I need him. You know, one is a matter of taste. You might, you know, kind of want that, want this. No, I need God. You have been listening to the Live Big Podcast with Dr. Derek Greer. For more information, visit DerekGreer.com or follow Dr. Greer on social media.